Hello and welcome to the Socialite Podcast, where we'll talk all things around navigating life as an elder millennial, entrepreneurship, spirituality, wellness, all while being a mom. This podcast is for women who want to lead with their heart in all they do, women who want to be supported, empowered, inspired, and celebrated. So be sure to follow along on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course here where you are downloading and saving this. So I meet with so many amazing people and the conversations I just can't help but to share. So that is why I decided to take it to you, whether it's with me one-on-one or with another guest, I want to just hit the record button and talk about all the things that I love to learn, but most importantly, what I love. After I showed up to this Qigong class just a few weeks ago and I reunited with the amazing next guest, it was apparent that she had to be the first guest in launching this podcast. And in a few minutes, because that's all it takes for me to go beyond the surface, we immediately connected on the fact that we went on a very similar path last year of trying to scale our business. And without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Elizabeth. Elizabeth Boudry is the owner and spiritual leader of Namaste Healing and does so many things here in the community. And I'd love to really bring her in so you can hear more of her insight and get to know her and her business more. So welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have her here in my home studio. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here today. Great. Talk with you. I know. And I I basically set up the premise that we are just here in this space having a conversation. We hit the record button and we're just going to see how it goes. Yes. And it's so amazing. I just, I know you guys can't see us, but there are plants all around us. We are filled with light in here. It is so beautiful. Yeah. And and that's the goal is to just create the space, especially if we're able to record in person. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm just curious, what'd you do to prepare to, to be here today? So, you know, one of my daily practices is to always align with the light. This is very important to me. So I start my day with it and then I bring it back whenever I need to. Um, I envision a column of light around all of my body so it can extend 6 to 12 feet around me. And I have it go all the way up to spirit, all the way down to the heartbeat of Mama Gaia. And this is like, it feels like a warm hug, right? It feels like I am exactly where I'm meant to be. I'm in my power. And um, I called on my guys, like my angels ancestors and uh it just it's like this very powerful enlivening that happens when you do this and so I sat in that space um I'm also practicing a presence meditation these days that is it's similar to mindfulness but it's very it's more about riding the waves of like emotions and things on the mental level that come up and developing an awareness sitting with it accepting it not pushing anything away (laughs) and uh, just allowing it to be which takes a bit of the like the charge away from it you know so this is this is part of what I did and I held the intention for today everything to be for my highest good your highest good for the listeners highest good so that it could bring healing and light to whoever may need it yeah you talked about a little about how you prepared is that something you do often yes yes so right now I'm on I think day five 
of a 40-day meditation practice with the presence um, specifically. And then aligning with the light is something I do every day. Yeah. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. And we'll talk more about that because <laughs> I, I, we want to get to know her. Aww. We're going to just ease in <laughs> with some easy questions just to kind of set the stage, right? Like we want to know that. who Elizabeth is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just curious on your routine. Are you are you an early riser? Are you a night owl? Like when do you oh. like to do that? No, I am not an early riser. Oh my. I always thought that would be something that I would outgrow, but let me tell you, Uh, it's never going away. (laughs) Yeah, you can't buy that. You know, I think it's something that you can work on, Mm -hmm. but I think our circadian clocks, they know what we need. And so I think it's important to honor that. Absolutely. Right. I also really think, so it's interesting, so I get a lot of my energy after dinner and before bed, (laughs) and of course, I have a daughter who's five, so she goes to sleep, and I feel my energy return. (laughs) Who'd have thought? Oh my gosh, what does that say? (laughs) Ah. Um, But I also really believe in the Chinese circadian rhythm, Mm -hmm. Chinese clock, do you know about that? No. Oh, it's so cool. So all of your organs have two hours throughout the day in which they are most active, and least active Mm. and so I have a feeling I'm not quite sure which ones are in the evening but I have a feeling that I am more like healthy or like aligned empowered in those organs that are active in the evening and then the ones in the morning are a little sluggish because maybe they need a little extra love or you know need to do a little qigong to give them some chi yeah right (laughs) and that's something that in in a future episode we'll talk about is the cycles because that's so important to honor and I love that you brought up Chinese medicine because I think that that's something that is it's definitely to be said it's thousands and thousands of years of um, practice and so and we'll talk more about that so you know one of the things that um, I want to know if your family was to describe what you do what would they say my family well it definitely would depend on which family member we're asking (laughs) I think a lot of us light workers and healers know that there are a lot of family members who are very open and then there are some who are a little more hesitant right um so if you were to ask my mom who is I would say one of the more open ones. She would say that I'm an energy healer and teach Qigong. Yes. <laughs> and let's see. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if she would elaborate. I right. might just leave it at that. Um, and then other people I think would, would be like, ah, you know, she does some woo stuff. <laughs> stuff. I don't really know. She sees clients. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's funny because it, it is interesting, right? It's hard to explain. And that is when we talk about soul led women, you know, we tend to be multifaceted and we Absolutely. have a lot of passions, but they, I think all center around wanting to help this place be a better place. A hundred percent. I love how you said multifaceted because I feel like that describes the earth plane and then we're multidimensional on the like every other level, right? Right. Through all the other dimensions. And so we can live these two existences at once and it can be a lot for a lot of us, right? Like some of us go into soul work in our sleep, some of us astral travel, some of us are just, you know, just 
healing even when we are just sitting there doing nothing right mm. we're working on other levels with other people and with the globe and so yeah very multifaceted <laughs> yeah so tell us a little bit about that you know when it comes to you we asked you what your family would think but what do you yeah. do tell us I mean you kind of said some of the things but I feel like you're so much more than that oh thank you well you know we all are I think it's hard to put into words exactly who we are yeah. in essence um but the journey that I'm on in this life very much relates to rediscovering and refinding myself very much um cleansing healing aligning myself in different ways with the spirit of who I really am Mm -hmm. which is really great spirit right god the universe and I think many of us know that we're on the spiritual journey but everybody is on a spiritual journey whether they have that awareness or not right yes yes (laughs) yeah um so for me it's very much it's in the forefront of my awareness Mm -hmm. it's something I think about a lot and contemplate on um and through that I am healing myself many aspects of myself whether it's ancestral healing trauma healing and in doing so I learn a lot to Mm -hmm. offer others yeah so I do um energy healing I teach classes related to spirituality and wellness and healing I am a Reiki master so Mm -hmm. So that is a very solid uh, groundwork that I have within myself. But in my healing sessions, I channel, I channel light, I channel, I channel light language, yes. I channel all kinds of things that feel very aligned. Yeah. So I consider myself a galactic shaman, which means that I'm. It's almost like I'm in a trance when I'm doing my work. Mm-hmm. It is. It is like, whew, bringing in our star ancestors and everything. Um, and I. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm ever, I I hope at some point I teach, I will teach what I do. Um, but it's very, very channeled, very surrendering to spirit and working hand in hand with my guides and the other person's guides. Um, so it's very personal. It's very personalized. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to teach that right. when it's a personal journey. Mm-hmm. But what you I do think... is you open the space to help right. individuals walk through that. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. That's really, really beautiful. Um, I like to hold a space. I try to hold a very safe space for my people um, so that they can feel comfortable to shed whatever whatever layers they may have mm-hmm. that are just not serving really so much any anymore. Um, the same in classes, right? Like mm-hmm. I really, I love community. I love bringing people together and um, healing, healing in whatever way, teaching. Um, it's just, it brings me so much life. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's why we connected so much because I love to hold that same space and, and first and foremost, never feel threatened by other women who do the same i am more about we are better together and let's empower inspire and that's where we connected but with that absolutely has come a lot of things and you've kind of touched on that which we'll you know dive more into but what would you say has been some of the challenges being you know in especially like the spiritual realm like what are some of the challenges in holding that space for others? That's a really interesting question. Um, you know, most of the people that I work with tend to be empaths and highly sensitive people and really have their heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. And for those people, I think it is a little easier, honestly, to hold space for them, which makes sense. Uh, when it comes to people who may not be as aware as in tune with themselves for whatever reason, right? We all have our own paths and there's reasons for this. 
Um, it can be challenging when people, some aspect of their ego does not want to release, does mm -hmm. not want, it just has to hold on, right? Which there are reasons. Again, it's like maybe for protection, they hold on to things very tightly or anything really. Right. Yeah. So relinquishing you know, control, control. <laughs> control. Don't get me started. Yes. I, I mean, control is definitely one of my lessons as well in this life. Yeah. There are areas of life where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can let go. Sure. <laughs> <So we> can. <laughs> <laughs> and that's OK. You know, I'm being gentle with myself and all. Um, you know, it's there are different challenges depending on where you live, where yeah. you work, what the land holds, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have worked in a place um, in which I would sage it. I would clear the energy. Really, you know, I would do everything I could to bring in light to that yeah. space. And yet, despite my efforts, I never felt like it really got cleared. Yeah. And I felt like there even was um, like entities that were existing within this place. And some of my more highly sensitive clients would talk about how they would feel them and they didn't feel safe. They had to get out. Like I had one person begin to cry in the space, not in my room, but in the overall space. Yeah. Because she was just so scared by whatever she was feeling there. Um, so, you know, as a sensitive, as a healer, it is really important to find places, locations, other people who you work with that are aligned with a similar vision. Yeah. Um, and are also able to honestly, truthfully look at themselves, work on themselves. Oh my gosh, there is nothing like working with somebody who is able to set their ego aside and look at themselves. Yeah. And then you can do the same. And then right. you can just have this right. like elevated sort of 5D interaction. Right. Yeah, because there's something to be mirrored, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Other people 100% are your mirrors, are your teachers. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like, look at this. Like, yes. this is what you're doing. This is because, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to holding that space also requires that responsibility of, Absolutely. of doing that work. And, oh my gosh, and, yes. and that, I think, is something to be said for someone who is holding space. Yes. The art of holding space. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and that's the thing. And, and we'll really talk about this more, but these spiritualists that are all popping up. You know, when we think about these spaces that we are holding and then, you know, they we see that they're some of the toughest ones who aren't doing the work yes. and they're resisting yes. and they're leading with ego. And Absolutely. then what ends up happening? They're opening space. And it's like, yes. how dangerous is that? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this is definitely something that is happening as more and more people wake up in the world. Yes. Um, it is a beautiful, amazing thing mm -hmm. that people are finding spirituality, finding their paths, finding crystals and, and all these things, right? It's just incredible. And it is our destiny. Yeah. However, there isn't always a lot of guidance mm -hmm. as to morals, ethics right. within yes. this realm, <laughs> right? We're working with well, there's no energies. blue book. There's, there's no, no there's blue no blueprint, book. not no. blue book, blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. There isn't, yeah. and um, that's okay in a way. Like for example, let's look at Reiki since I'm a Reiki person. Reiki is not regulated. There is right. no standardization across teachers, across schools. There's there's nothing like that. Yeah, there are some organizations that perhaps attempt to um, define things a little more tightly. However, there's a huge range in how people are trained within it, right? right? So there are some teachers who can attune somebody to Reiki level one, two, and three in a weekend. You go from zero 
to like everything right <laughs> in two days time which is to me mind-boggling right? right because every level that you learn is an initiation right every right. level you're shedding skin you are growing as a person you're maturing and a lot of that can be really heavy and yeah. painful yeah because you're opening up yes. parts of you that haven't been right that haven't been touched and seen and that have been safely put away right. <laughs> deep inside then there are other teachers who, you know, maybe have like 20 years experience teaching and they they make sure that people have prep work and post-class work and um, really are there for their students in, in another way and, yeah. and coach them, help them, are there for them uh, throughout the process and what they go through, uh, especially during the integration period yeah. after each class. So, Well, and I think because a lot of it is they've done the work. Yes. Right? And they've seen yes. time after time, I say time after time, but years after year of things that have worked, haven't worked. Absolutely. What are some common things that are... And as we're going through these cycles, because... We know this with every um, recession, there is a rise of new industries, but Absolutely. also new growth Absolutely. because people seek something. They seek yes. what they don't know at the time mm-hmm. is spirituality, right? right? And right. so I it's think that, true. I think that when we think about spiritualists that are popping up, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's a responsibility for me to, and again, this is why this podcast is happening, is to, yes, encourage and empower other women who want to be entrepreneurs, who want to lead in that spiritual soul biz, but to be responsible, you know, do the work because to be successful and to lead with integrity and authenticity, you really have to do the work. Yes, there is no way around it. (laughs) There is not. I mean, life will show you things right in your face. And we can always turn the cheek and say, no, I'm not going to look at that. Right. And then life will give you another opportunity and another and another right. until we do. Um, Trials and tribulations. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And this can show up in many forms, right? right? We're both mothers, so this can show up in our children as teachers for us. Right. Um, and it can show up in, in anything, friendships, yeah. relationships. Um Especially business interactions. Oh, goodness. I think especially, and we'll kind of segue into, you know, when we're thinking about spirituality, you know, leading with that, again, integrity and authenticity in your business really shows. And that's why when we think about some of these spirituals that are popping up, what would you say is, is almost detrimental to spirituality? Hmm... That's a really, really good question. So there's, there are a few things that I feel like can really open us up to being in a very susceptible place, I, I would say. Um, so I think that everybody, whether you are a teacher or a student, it is really important to know what you are aligning with, right? So for me, it's aligning with the light, period. It doesn't mean that I don't have darkness. It doesn't mean I don't work on my shadow. It doesn't mean... Um, that I am perfect, oh my God, by any means. But I know where my compass is, right? right? And when we don't do that, our compass can get kind of variable. It can go in any which direction. We can be swayed this way. We can be swayed that way. Our ego can run the course a little bit more than not. And especially if we have unhealed wounds related to money and power. Yeah. Danger. <laughs> Danger. Yeah. Well, granted, okay, a lot of light workers have issues with money, right? Of course. And it goes right. back, you know. Generations. Yes. Generations. Yes. Holy moly. And, you know, our current system, we're trying to break away from so much of the like, this is the way money has to be. This is the way life has to be. 
Um, and some of us are returning more to like, well, there are trades and exchanges right. and all of that. So there is a lot of good stuff coming out of our issues with money, right? <laughs> the healing right. of that. Um, but I think that some people are so driven by it and are unable to see that. Um, so being learning to be really truthful with yourself can be incredible. Right. I almost wonder if there's a space here for something like a, a circle, like a women's circle or something in which, um, in which there's a way for other people to help be our mirrors so yeah. that we can see um, our shadow a little more clearly, but like with so much love so that we can learn to integrate and accept um, aspects of ourselves. I don't know. That, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, hey, pin that, pin that, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. So the, there is, it is incredibly important to clear your space, right? Your room after every client, before every client, um, as well as the space that you are in as a whole. So if you're working out of a wellness space or a co-working space, um, now there are very many layers to clearing. Mm -hmm. So there is just saging, right? Which can be just enough. Perfect. Right. Then there's, um, of course, you could use Palo Santo. Uh, for severe cases of like off energy, dragon's blood is really good. Yes. Will you use that? Yes, oh. I do. It's good stuff. It's my first and foremost. It's, awesome. It's dragon blood, then the sage, and then Very the Palo Santo. Cool. Oh, I'm all about like <laughs> setting the up. scene yeah. because it's not just me. It's the energy the space is already holding. Absolutely. And the space could be holding things for many, many reasons. Right. right? So the wood, right? right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if your house is built out of wood. It, that could be holding history within it. Mm -hmm. The land that you're on could, what if there's a burial ground deep underneath, right? That these are all things that need to be healed at some, uh, in some way, shape or form eventually. Right. And until we can get to like the deepest, deepest layers of it, sometimes we just need to use some more powerful things like dragon's blood. Right. right. <laughs> and then once we do that and our intention is pure, our heart is there as we're clearing, right? right? That's so, that is like the most important thing. You have to be in your heart. Yeah. In fact, that's something I want to talk about more. Um, once you do that, then bringing in and filling the space with what you want. Right. So it could be love, heartfelt energy, light. It could be peace, um, you know, calling in angels and guides and um, archangels and star family and and individuals like that who really can hold the space on the other side. Right. right. On the invisible, subtle yeah. side for you. And then you work hand in hand with them. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of people who will just sage and then that's it. Right. And I think that there's a lot of missing parts when we do that, mm -hmm. um, especially for people who whose moral compass may not be quite um, pointed north, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that when you lead the intention of setting that space because they're just dollar signs, you know, oh, they're numbers yes. with a dollar sign, yes. you know, it, that I get it. We are here to make money because, I mean, right. that's what helps us move forward sure, and some of the things that sure. we want to continue to do to build our business. But right. with that being said, it cannot be the only reason why you hold space. No, not at all. And unfortunately, there isn't a way for us to tell which healers mm -hmm. out there, which teachers out there are driven by money versus um, really truly believing in goodness and right. and good things for the whole world, for the individuals, for everybody, right? right? Um, and so this is why I think it is so incredibly, incredibly important to learn to 
uh, sit with yourself, right. to learn to be in stillness, and to learn to listen to your intuition. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Not to be I, the know, theme of I mean, here's the thing is that when you're holding space, this is, the you know, again, the podcast is about empowering women to do what they want, especially in their business. If you're a spirituality soulpreneur, this is definitely for you in the sense of how important it is when you're holding space for others, whether you're one-on-one or in a group. Right. You know, so sure. um, again, setting the scene. You set the scene because you're the you're the person facilitating, so you're the one who Absolutely. is leading and responsible. So um, what are your thoughts on synthetic spirituality? Ooh, <laughs> such a good one. So because there is such an explosion of growth within Mm -hmm. this arena, I feel like it is opening the doors for many people to be operating on a bit more of a superficial level. And of course, that goes hand in hand with like being driven by money and being driven by power, of course. Um, I do, I, you know, utmost compassion to people. Like we're all on our own path. And I think that people who are showing up in more of a synthetic, superficial way, honestly, there is a, there is a silver lining to it because it shows the rest of us like, oh, this, this doesn't feel right. This is not how I want to be. This is not how I want to show up. And so it really is a gift. I just am a little concerned about um, people such as that showing up in the lives of people who don't know any better right. and then the influence that they can have on them and the, major ma- major major yes i think I mean, people are just looking this. for yes. help and guidance oh my gosh yes and their hearts are so pure and yeah. they're so vulnerable right and they can really get taken advantage of and it, it is a little concerning um i've heard of somebody who i know received a reiki attunement from somebody mm-hmm. and in the process felt a lot of darkness and a lot of um uneasiness happen yeah and granted you when you're receiving an attunement for those of you who don't know you can release a lot it can bring up emotions it can bring up some stuff that doesn't serve but there are also often times when you can take on a bit of the energy of the master who's transferring some of their shit essentially right, to you. Right. They're in your energy <laughs> they field. They are in your yeah. energy field. Yeah. And, you know, if you're super sensitive and you haven't learned various kinds of grounding and protection and, and how to build yourself up in that way, ooh, you can just absorb their stuff so quickly. Right. And then you won't know what's happening. Yeah. And that really concerns And then you're me. left. You're left you're there. You're left. I mean, not like, even knowing what happened, exactly. where to go. And and you don't have the verbiage to even really express right. what happened or what you think you're going through. Um. So, yeah, there, the, it's a big problem right now. Yeah. It's, it is. Again, the responsibility. Oh you know, the gosh. responsibility in as the facilitator. And Absolutely. so when you do the work, mm-hmm. you know, you you already can anticipate what same things may come up for that person. For because sure. not only have you led those people, but you've done the work yourself. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And you can see if there's an area that you are working on yourself, like, oh, this person might be a little triggering for me. And so knowing yourself well enough that even though you haven't healed this all the way within yourself, like I'm still aware. I still know that I might have to shift how I'm showing up for that person or my boundaries might have to be a little different or something like that, right? Yeah. So... 
but it goes about realigning. And you said this earlier, you know, when it, when you sit in the space to align yourself, Mm -hmm. you almost get a recharge when you sit back in that space again, the next day or a few days, because we all fall off, right? Like it's, it is hard work right? Yeah. Being a spiritual guide is not easy. It is not easy. It's y'all. not easy. <laughs> it's worth the work. It's it worth, so worth it. the time because I couldn't see myself living any other way. But with that being said, it, it requires to actually be doing the work ourselves. Absolutely. And so Reiki is one of those practices that, you know, you are, yes, getting a certification. Right. Um, and I think that with a lot of these spiritual um, roles, right. there's a lot of certifications out there, but they're not regulated. But the idea of getting certifications is to give you a crash course of what the fundamentals are yes. and the responsibility as being a facilitator. Because a lot of them will tell you, yes. this is your responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree. I completely feel you on that. Yes. And that goes into what we, we had really talked off off record, off recording, should I say, <laughs> is the whole qualifying, right? It's not only qualifying a service, but it's qualifying the individual. Totally. Absolutely. I, I agree. And being a Reiki master, you know, you kind of already can speak on some of the things that you've seen, but what are some things that we should be looking for when we're qualifying some mentors, you know, when we're qualifying some programs, some services Absolutely. or, you know, um, businesses out there. Sure. So, so it definitely depends on what we're looking at. So let's just go with the Reiki for now, just because it's like, you know, right there in my mind. So I would make sure that before you select a teacher, you do some research, right? Like, don't just be like, this person just popped up into my life and the timing is perfect and that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a wonderful attitude. And often the universe does align things really well for you so that people fall into your path exactly when they're meant to and you are meant to work with them and all of that. But if you could take your time and do research and see what is around your area, whether it's an online teacher or in-person teacher, um, and then explore each of the individuals, right? Like, of course, cost can be a factor for some people, but a lot of teachers work with you like I I do. Mm -hmm. I tend to offer scholarships or payment plans for people who can't afford um, the prices that I ask. Um, But also, you know, how long have they been a Reiki master? How many classes have they taught? As soon as one becomes a Reiki master, they technically can begin teaching. So that can be a little bit of a red flag depending on things, right? Because you are part of their learning journey. Granted, every person is a part of everybody's journey. Right. But you know what I mean. Right. (laughs) I would also take each person um, and... Again, sit in silence, sit in stillness. If you meditate, meditate for a few minutes. Hold them in your in your consciousness and just breathe mm-hmm. and see how it feels. See if there's a feeling, very, very subtle feeling, right? In your gut or in your heart or your mind. Or if you hear a voice that mm-hmm. says, no, listen to that, right? I can't talk with every single one of you ahead of time to tell you like the things to look for. So if right. you can learn to rely on yourself and your gut your guides will absolutely speak through you for you to you right and your guides have a a bigger picture right they know a little bit more of what's going on perhaps behind the scenes that we may never know and for whatever reason if that first person who popped into your life who seemed so perfect right if your guide if something says no you know it may seem weird but go with it (laughs) right (laughs) listen to that yeah 
So Well, the same thing could be said with when, you know, for anyone who might be listening and wanting to start their own spiritual journey, but also spiritual business. It's also sitting with that, like where are some things that feel you've been tugged at or that feel louder than others. And so I think, again, it goes back into sitting in that stillness, sitting in that space, you know, creating this, this opportunity for you to be able to listen to yourself because absolutely yeah we have all these guides all these sources but we are our greatest guide absolutely we are the ones who are guiding our lives no one else is yes i mean there's a lot of influences yes and so yes and you know it's interesting some people believe that our guides are actually aspects of ourselves right like that's our higher self divided into all these different (laughs) Time that's why those different voices like, <laughs> yeah. they don't all sound the same <laughs> right, right i mean we've had so many lives right yeah so of course we have perhaps other aspects of ourselves that have excelled in one way or another that are now there for us yeah and we may externalize them and say that they're separate but really they're part of us we're all one we know this right, right? so it doesn't even matter yeah. <laughs> if they're separate or different i mean how beautiful you said we're all one if we can get to a place right because I think in this day and age, we feel more divided every day, um, especially as women. And I think it's really hard to sit back and see what's happening in this climate. But that is the responsibility of why we are here, why I am on this mic sharing (laughs) my experience, why Elizabeth is here sharing her experience. Because I think the most important thing is that we are not alone in this. No, not at all, you guys. But we're just... (laughs) We're just strapping on the seatbelt and getting ready. Dude, I mean, you've been in this industry a lot longer than I have. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I became a master 10 years ago, but it doesn't matter. Right. right. It's your soul. It's, it's Right. Um, we've been doing know, the work some way, somehow. Work. It's exactly. just the awareness. And I think that, you know, when we think about that um, it goes back to we've learned a lot of lessons and, you know, we can't live in regret. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that I want to help ease others is that accept what has happened. But with that being said, what would you say your biggest lessons? Because we're going to look back a year from now, because here's the thing. and, And just a little more insight. We met a few years ago, but then we reconnected due to a, um, a, co-working space yeah and it was for spirituality and wellness and it was just like me and elizabeth and a few others um became part of this collective ish collective ish (laughs) because we weren't really collective (laughs) collaborators but now looking back we look at 2022 we look at 2023 what would you say your biggest lesson of 2022 and how has it impacted your 2023 you know that's so 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 interesting. I, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. <laughs> but... Okay, we have several minutes here because we did agree that we weren't going to take a lot of time. Although, right. if this conversation goes longer, I, I don't want to discourage it does, that. So. It does, if it does. So we've got the time, sister. Okay, yes. Um, so, you know, this, this co-working experience was such a good one, like very painful and yet so good on a higher level. Um, my sort of vision going into it was that it would be a very 5D space Mm -hmm. in which we all did actually collaborate and build each other up in which there was no competition. And um, I think I wanted everybody very badly to believe that there was enough business for everybody, that we didn't have to worry about 
any type of like you're gonna have more than me or blah right. blah, blah 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 like i'm just i'm so over that right <laughs> so yeah. over it um and yet it's the energy of that does still very much exist mm-hmm. in a lot of little areas um around this area the country the world yeah. like everywhere really but it's good i believe this stuff comes to the light so that we can heal it so we yeah. can move on it's right. not nothing is ever like the worst thing in the world <laughs> i yeah. suppose um so I think some of the things that came out of that whole experience for me included trusting my gut because I did feel something at the beginning and I didn't follow that. Yeah. I kind of breezed past it a little bit and I was like, no, we will make it work. You know, all sunshiny. <laughs> Everything's yeah. going to be fine, which it is fine. But <laughs> um, there was there was a little voice in my head that said, something isn't isn't quite aligned here i did start to feel the energy of competition i I remember at one point we all spoke about um how we wanted to do you remember this like a summer camp and we were like what if each week one of us takes a different topic right and we like make it into like a big summer program yeah we like support the kids in the community and everything like it would be so cool um, what happened like the next week is the summer camp ended up on the calendar. One person had put it there for her to do right. all, all of what, the, all of it. Right. All of us were kicked out. Right. <laughs> and this one person was doing all of it. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm all for absolutely for compassion and forgiveness. But when people show you their true colors yeah. in such a way and their vision does not align with your vision, you just got to let go and move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a big lesson. Um, I think because it goes back to what you're, where you started at the beginning when you said you had this feeling, but you you fought it anyways. Fought and we it. just, you know, we just got done saying try, like how to build and trust your intuition. But when there is, when you've got this dream of yes. where you want to take, oh, that dream. where you want to take your business, you know, you are going to resist some of that because, you know, we think fear will kick in and that's probably fear talking. Sure. Maybe it's not my intuition. It's just fear. So sure. I'm going to push through it. Right. And sure. so you push through it and you're like, well, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, but you know, you did it. And you know, although you're here now standing, you've actually pivoted that into another experience right yeah you know that's a good point i did i do feel like i grew out of it thank you for saying that at first i got kicked you guys i went i had a low time for a little bit um because it was like you said this was a huge dream of mine yeah and to fall from the highness of your dream to like oh this isn't the right time and place right can be a bit of a kick in the ass and um really suck yeah but after a lot of soul searching shadow work um i feel like i have realigned myself and um have moved on from that experience but i also want to make sure that um it is discussed in our spiritual community Mm -hmm. around here so that people can also make wise decisions right and trust that yeah right yeah and it goes back to qualifying right it's like you know Mm -hmm. we there were certain things with what we saw and we didn't qualify as and this can happen but you know it's it's qualifying everything in your life qualify you know the opportunities qualifying you know the ideas um who especially qualifying when people are giving advice like, oh my goodness, yes. Do they really have experience? Do they yes. do they have the 
the the time that they've put in to work through some of that, right? Because right. I think shadow and ego really drive a lot of hundred um, especially in entrepreneurship because yeah. there's a part of us that come you know there's this freeing thing about being an entrepreneur but there's also a very vastness that comes because we don't know what we're doing sure this you is know? new this is new you guys because we're not trying to be entrepreneurs of the past right this is not 3d right. world over here yeah and so we are really creating something co-creating with spirit in like a whole new way and maybe some of us have the vision but we're trying to figure out how exactly to get there right in a way that is um supports everybody really and isn't going to be stepping on other people stealing their clients and stealing their student oh yeah that's and that for me is bizarre you know (laughs) um when we think about like the biggest lessons it was you know it made me a little gun shy i'm not gonna lie because for me I've always been the loudest in the room and, and that's kind of part of why, you know, I, I, the podcast just was, of course I have to do it. Right. Um, but with that being said, it does lead it for other people to kind of take what I do and then claim it as theirs. Ah. And that can be, you know, very discouraging when I've put in the work right. because for me, you know, when we sit with ourselves, some of the best ideas can come. Absolutely. If we allow ourselves, we open ourselves to the source and, right. and, and allow ourselves to, to bring that in. And so when we think about some of the lessons, you know, I think that, again, it just goes back to qualifying. Sure. Right? Yeah. Qualifying everything that we bring into our business, yeah. everything that we qualify into bringing into our energy space. Yes. You know. For sure. You know, any of you as well who are perhaps... Um, just starting out on the being a healer or being a spiritual teacher journey, please, please know this. Enough people in our world need healing. Yes. Enough. Everybody does. There's never going to be a lack. Mm -mm. There's never going to be a like, oh, she took all the people and there's none left for me. Nope. There's There's none of that. There is plenty. And people will be attracted to your specific energetic frequency, to your signature, Mm. right? And because you're going to have something perfect for them and other people are going to have something perfect for those people. And just trusting that that is the case in all scenarios, oh my gosh, it will help you so much. (laughs) right? And that's how you serve authentically. And that's how people, no matter what you do, they will show up. They will buy whatever you put out there because they know you're serving with the integrity and authenticity of your heart absolutely yeah. absolutely and same with you yeah I love, it. I love it and so you know I just want to wrap up because I think we've been on here um for just quite a bit but that's okay that's okay thank y'all for for listening yes. um but what would you say would be the one thing that you would want to leave us with mm. trust yourself know yourself and love yourself because I feel like if you can do all of those things a lot of these blockages, a lot of these barriers will just dissolve. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, we recorded it so we can re-quote that because that was beautiful. And it just came to me, man. I love it. <laughs> and I love that. And thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. This was so special. I really hope we can do this again. This was Absolutely. so fun. I'm excited. I mean, listen, it's a little awkward to have these mics in our faces, but <laughs> we made it happen. And we really appreciate you joining us thank today. Thank you for listening. This yes. has been amazing. Thank you. All the best, you guys. Listen.